You are now listening to Handcrafted with Thane and John. So, what's up, guys? So, uh, the first thing we kind of want to talk about is something interesting that uh, I hadn't heard heard before. John had something um, called the Trinidad Sour, John, if you want to... Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I've been really interested in uh, bitters lately, and I was doing some reading and found a cocktail online called the Trinidad Sour that is apparently... uh, Uses as its primary spirit Angostura bitters, which, uh, which 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 kind of blows my mind is because everything we're taught about you know cocktail theory is like one or two dashes like don't absolutely, go too much. absolutely. and then this cocktail is like no I'm just I'm gonna throw whatever I'm like, right it's, right it, you know so uh, I'm fascinated I'm gonna try that oh I'm absolutely not. no it's and it, it, it promises to have uh, quite an impact I'm sure uh, it's basically they they soften up the bitters are obviously going to be very bitter they yeah. add some. Um, some uh, orgeat, which is an almond simple syrup type of uh, situation, and uh, that tones it down a bit, I'm sure, but uh, I'm fascinated. I think it's going to be uh, a flavor explosion. Absolutely. Cool, cool. All right. Well, so guys, welcome back to Handcrafted. My name is Thane Lim. I'm John Ruiz. All right, and we're going we're gonna to talk some cocktails for you guys. So last time we talked, we... Um, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the old-fashioned, the Sazerac, and kind of the state of the, the bar union, and uh, uh, today we're going to go into really kind of digging a little bit more into the old-fashioned Sazerac, and then from there just kind of branching off and following, you know, cocktail theory and history as it stumbles along to the modern day. Yes, sir. So, uh, uh, let's start off with uh, the old-fashioned, kind of where that, you know, started again. We, we mentioned yesterday how, uh, it, you know, cocktails used to be just, uh, with, you know, a liquor and bitters. And then Absolutely. eventually they threw uh, a sweetener in there, which um, yeah, traditionally, and how I, I prefer to make it is with just the one sugar cube, two ounces okay. of bourbon, two dashes of Angostura bitters. That's kind of your basic. Um, that's the original recipe, recipe for yeah. sure. Absolutely. I actually will uh, take another stance there, though. I prefer simple syrup. Oh, do you? Why is, I do. Why, why is that? Uh, the, the, the sugar cube is great because it... Um, it obviously brings the the true recipe that was initially uh, put in place out, um, but the the sugar cube also is going to be a little bit more inconsistent as far as the sweetening. Uh, to me, having the the top of the cocktail much more hot and our uh, um, much more liquor forward, and then it gets kind of sweeter as it goes down. That's the way I found most uh, old fashions I've had with sugar cubes to be. Uh, the sugar kind of settles at the bottom. It's like when you have a glass of iced tea yeah. and the sugar won't quite dissolve. So for me, I like the consistency of the simple syrup because it just goes all the way through the drink. I, I search you to see one of the reasons I like the sugar cube is because it does give that variation as, as you're drinking. Right. I, I, I kind of like the fact that it starts off one way and then oh. as I drink it and as the water dilutes, it, it, it kind of... <laughs> Well, uh, let me bring out my inner child and say I can appreciate that because my version of that is Nestle's chocolate milk. That's awesome. That is fantastic. So I get it. I remember when I was a kid, I couldn't wait to get to the bottom of that glass because I wanted all that gritty goodness. But, uh, but you know, um, yeah, for me, the the old fashioned, I I just like it to be in a nice, consistent, and you know, uh, maybe at the end it's actually just a bit more diluted from you know whatever ice is in it if I haven't gotten through it fast enough, you know. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Sure. But um, no, that's that's my stance on that one. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'd like to talk about about the old fashioned is so many places you go to, you see them using cracked ice. So I'm going to talk a little about about the three kinds of ice. You've got shaved ice, which is your shaved ice. You've got cracked ice, which is your traditional ice you'll see in most bars. Then you've got block ice, which is your big chunks of, um, I mean, what I would call rocks ice, yeah. essentially. Um, and 
the, the, the bonus of using that in something like an old fashioned and why you would want to use that kind of a cube is, is literally just to slow water dilution. Slows dilution, absolutely. Because there's, there's less surface area, there's less dilution, so that, that, that is um, the what is considered, I believe, the more technically correct method and what I prefer just as far as it's, a drinker goes. It's what I prefer, absolutely. For, so. for a, a drink like that, um, that you want to keep chilled, um, I, I would absolutely say that block ice is my method for that as well. You know, and there are different cocktails that call for different things, no, but I, I, I completely agree with you that old-fashioned is one where so. block is absolutely perfect. Well, so what was, you know, something else that just kind of stumbled into my mind. Have you seen that they're selling, like, metal cubes, metal right. ice cubes? That you, you you throw them in the freezer and then you throw them in your drink and it keeps it cool without it diluting anymore. How do you how do you feel about that? You know, I, it was a neat idea and I I wanted to like it. I wanted to like the concept and then I went and tried it and um, you know I I'm not into it, not even a little bit. And I hate to say that uh, to me, it's a uh, it's damaging to your teeth when you uh, <laughs> when, that, when that sucker decides to slide on you. But also you know the reason I put ice in my in my drinks is because I want the combination of chill and dilution. If I only want chill, I'll keep my, my liquor chilled. Yeah. If I want just the dilution, well, then I'll stir it with something and then I'll pour it into a, a separate serving container. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make this argument of if you, I mean, the, the purpose that serves is why you would chill the martini glass and then serve it up is because the stem, as you hold the stem, or martini or coupe, is it's designed to keep that liquor away, just like a wine glass. Right. So your hand doesn't change the temperature of it. Sure. So I think the you know, the better way of accomplishing the goal that they're trying to accomplish is to just serve it up. Serve it up, absolutely, you know. But, I mean, I I get it. Like I said, I wanted to like it. It yeah. looks cool. Like It looks very Don Draper kind of, no, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I, I will not disagree with you there. <laughs> but uh, just, I think that's about as far as that one gets for me, is looking yeah. cool. And you were just talking about chilling your glass. A uh, little tidbit is uh, I did some research when I was uh, learning my, my craft a little bit, as I still am every day, but... Um, that a chilled glass will actually keep your cocktail five degrees cooler for five minutes longer than an unchilled glass. So it's just one of those little tidbits, you know. Uh, that's why uh, when people ask me, like, why are you putting water in that glass? Well, yes, well it's, just to let them you, know. You want, so yeah, you you want, want that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. If you're a quick drinker, it may not matter at all. But if you're one of those that likes to, you know, enjoy over conversation, then uh, that's going to give you five more minutes to, to kind of get the most out of your drink. Absolutely, yeah, that is awesome. Well, yeah, and uh, so uh, so the in the in this higher family of old fashioned, there's kind of the two granddaddies, obviously the real old fashioned, uh, and then you've got the Sazerac, which is uh, a very interesting cocktail, one of one of um, the coolest cocktails in my absolutely pretty, one of my favorites. Um, and it was originally. It was it was made to show off the bitters of Peychaud. So you're gonna have four bitter, four dashes of Peychaud's bitters in there, which is a lot of a lot yeah. of bitters for, for, for most well, cocktails. And that's actually another thing that's so variable because uh, I use three, but um, you know it is it is gonna be fairly heavy on the bitters. And those those uh, Peychaud's bitters are so uh, I that's one of my favorite bitters. It's uh, got kind of a hibiscus flavor, a, a little bit spicy, and um, just uh, slightly floral. Some people say slightly medicinal. I get it, but um, well, uh, yeah. I mean, well, that that, that herbal floral, like sure. you know, it, it could be misconstrued. Certainly, um, but that, I think that it plays so well. Uh, a Sazerac also is is uh, based in rye whiskey, and uh, has the simple syrup or sugar cube, uh, the patience bitters, and the um, uh, the interesting 
addition is an herb saint or absinthe rinse, which is a strong anise-flavored liqueur that you'll uh, rinse that glass with. So it's like a yeah. licorice. Yeah, that, that good black licorice. Sure, yeah, a great black yeah. licorice kind of a aroma and slight flavor with your kind of a floral addition to the whi- like your whiskey with a little bit of a floral addition and then complemented by that licorice. It's just a quite a quite a beautiful combination. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting cocktail. It's had a few variations over the years. Um, uh, the, the, the very first ones were, were made with brandy. And one of the things we were chatting about earlier is the interesting thing about brandy is uh, it's distilled from wine in the same way that whiskey is distilled from beer. So it is very, very similar in composition. And you can pretty much, as far as cocktail theory goes, substitute any whiskey for brandy and have it work. It won't be the same. It'll be a different right. cocktail. You're using a different base liquor, but it'll work, and it'll it, it just gives you that just extra tool to use in your arsenal. Absolutely, brandies tend to be like a Remy VSOP is one that I enjoy quite a bit, and it's a uh, it is it's very similar to whiskey. It, it's uh, maybe a little bit lighter bodied and uh, just uh, a touch more of that alcoholic burn. But otherwise, yeah, it's uh, it, it fits in right where I like to blend it with whiskey and cocktails sometimes. Uh, for example, a classic that does that is uh, Vucare, one of my very favorites, and um, that's going to be some rye whiskey, some sweet vermouth, some uh, brandy, and some Benedictine, which is a liqueur that's got a kind of spicy, a little bit of honey flavors, um, and uh, you add to that some Peixos and Angostura bitters, so it's kind of like an amalgamation of of a lot of these different cocktails I've been talking about. it, it now, takes, the brandy, the, the, the BM, so it's, it's basically like a B&B mixed with a Manhattan. Uh, yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah absolutely. B&B being brandy and Benedictine. Um, yeah. Sorry. So it is. It's, it's essentially a, a B&B mixed with a Manhattan, and then you just add, uh, you had Peixos bitters and Angostura bitters. Uh, I think some bartender just decided to go nuts one day. And, uh, <laughs> just saying, just, and, and just we, like, I've got these two <laughs> drinks left over. What, what do they <laughs> what taste do do? like together? Just put them together. And, you know, I'm glad he did. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, you know, that's. So. That's kind of the family of, well, that obviously brings us to the Manhattan, you know, the Manhattan being the sweet vermouth, rye, uh, rye whiskey, and bitters. Uh, so, you know, those four cocktails, the Old Fashioned, the Sazerac, the Manhattan, and the Vucare, uh represent kind of the basis of um, what every whiskey cocktail started from. Oh, you know? uh, absolutely. I mean, and, and even then, is the, the only real difference between the Old Fashioned and the Manhattan is the sweetening agent that they used. One they used a one they used sugar, and one they went with something uh, a, a sweet, sweeter, fortified wine. Absolutely, which uh, so, just brings a lot of complexity to the table. Uh, so it's it's completely it's, it's it's so wildly different. That's absolutely different. You know, and at first I preferred an Old Fashioned as I as I'm either getting older and my palate's changing, or as I'm getting maybe. Uh, just a, a little bit more used to to yeah the kind of things I like to drink. I suppose I'm finding that I like the Manhattan more and more. Uh, and oh man, the, if if you put a Manhattan in front of me with a good rye whiskey and some great oh, Antigua absolutely. Carpano, oh, just 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 I'm beautiful. I'm, yeah, oh yeah. And there's all kinds of the other great thing about those four cocktails is well, aside from perhaps the Vucare, Vucare has already been yeah. pretty well. It's got a lot going on. So <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Manhattan, the Sazerac, and the Old Fashioned, I would say, you know, you can almost do just about anything, and you can make tiny little variations, and it's just so awesome. Absolutely, something I like to do in the fall. Uh, take an Old Fashioned and drop a bar spoon of uh, allspice into it. 
or take an old-fashioned, put three dashes of, uh, or two dashes of chocolate bitters on, and with the Angostura bitters. It's well, just I mean, the yeah, tiniest just even, little variations. Yeah, I mean, just, just anything you can do, I mean, just, just experiment with throwing, just, just take one of those ingredients that you've got in there and just change it. It's going to be, it's just going to be cool. Like, yeah. Yep, and uh, I also enjoy adding like uh, Aperol if I want to brighten it up or something, add a little bit of tang to it. You know, it's just a, that's really just a basis to playground from there. But um, so, uh, so speaking of the Manhattan, I mean, it, it would almost be remiss to not go into talking about vermouths and the making there of, oh, the, of those and what exactly vermouth is. Sure. Yeah, vermouth is a red wine. Uh, it's fortified wine, which just means it's been it's had a spirit added to it. Uh, so it's red wine with an addition of some brandy, and then they add some uh, herbs and roots and uh, barks and all those yeah. fun things that add the the great uh, bitter and uh, complex flavors that you're going to get out of the vermouth. Um, so, which uh, and and funnel and it, it, it's funny in, in, in that is as far as the herbal the herbal side of it. There's there's a similarity that comes to to the making of bitters. Obviously, the making of bitters is much more concentrated, sure. not much more. But that that herbal aspect of it is almost you, you're you're essentially taking wine, throwing a little more alcohol in it, and then throwing as much flavor as you can in there. And then Absolutely. from there, you are you are taking that, and it, you 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 can now fundamentally change. Uh, you know the taste of the taste of the liquor that you're using. It's pretty certainly it's pretty cool when you start it's breaking it down. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know, vermouth is uh, is an aperitif. It was uh, I mentioned this last time. It was, it was initially served as an aperitif by itself on the rocks in Turin, Italy, where it was originated, and um, then it, it got into the cocktails and has been kind of more famous for that since. But uh, a lot of those really herbal uh, liqueurs and things that I love so much are actually based they were created with a purpose of helping with the digestion of food in one form or another um yeah so well, and, you know, and if it also if i'm not mistaken it was also a way that they used their, as their wine started to turn it was a way it was a way to to keep using their their, their bad wine is to throw that little bit of liquor in there and then use the herbs to cover up that bad taste sure. obviously over the years as people started you know really liking it they, Absolutely. They, they stopped doing that and actually you started using you know unspoiled wine but sure that's that's <laughs> an interesting side note i didn't know that but that makes perfect sense uh you know some of the greatest foods and and drinks have been developed out of necessity you know wow. uh, Absolutely. Let's I mean, just go to fajitas. That's uh, what's considered trash meat. Now you know you pay uh, fifteen dollars a plate for it at uh, your local Tex-Mex joint. So absolutely, uh, it's, you know, it's um, the things you can do. I gotta gotta love it. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, man. Um, so uh, um, since, you know, since we, the, the next thing we could talk about, you know, if we, if we keep kind of going along this line of like the the evolution of cocktails. Is uh, the next the, the the next step after the old fashioned is the next thing that was kind of added was was the the lemon juice and the lime juice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and that just opened up a whole new world. Citrus. Uh, uh, I mean, every everything. For, I mean, then every liquor started using like like they they, they, they took that recipe that old fashioned. You know, like, like I said, you can make an old fashioned with tequila. You can make an old fashioned with rum, and they you know that that kind of started happening in these different regions where these different liquors were prevalent. Mm. And then when somebody threw lemon juice and lime juice in there, it was oh, over, yeah, and there was just absolutely. an explosion mm. of, of cocktail creativity. Just because now you've got your whiskey sour, you've got your vodka sour, you've got your uh, your the the earliest version of your margarita, your daiquiri, mm. all all stems from just throwing. Lemon Absolutely. juice, lime juice, and your old fashioned. 
Absolutely, and you know, uh, you gotta love it. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> some of my favorite cocktails um, with with the lemon juice, lime juice, or obviously you got your daiquiri, uh, which yeah. then somebody added mint to a daiquiri, made a mojito, which, which is, uh, is oh, awesome. Oh, one yeah. of the, you, you just can't complain. Like that's just a great cocktail. Great cocktail, absolutely, very refreshing. Uh, you got, like you said, margaritas. You've got uh, your typical just sour. And one of the funny things I think is uh, the the lemon drop. Something I get ordered quite frequently. Uh, it's just a vodka sour. It's with a vodka sugar sour rim. with a sugar rim, absolutely. Uh, which could also be called a vodka Collins with a sugar rim. And I know. It's just uh, you know so many different names. But if you call it a lemon drop, that just uh, if I handed somebody a different glass with the exact same drink in it, who knows what they think of it? No, they, yeah. Let's not go there. But you know, it's a, it's a, it's funny though because you know the, the vernacular basically just the way people relate themselves to these different cocktails you know oh, absolutely yeah well, I mean, you know, the other thing we've mentioned a couple times is even even with our individual recipes we vary on some respects is because there's just there's really no wrong way like there there, there are principles there are guidelines there are things but ultimately be creative sure you know, don't lock yourself into just because it's not going to have this exact same specification that's where having a good oh i embrace that absolutely and yeah. I go, oh you make it differently than me and you like it let, let me try that let's see yeah. what happens you know? oh yeah it's, i mean it's fantastic <laughs> yeah. i mean and that's when that again is where coming having a good palate comes in oh play. sure yeah is because you must you must be able to t- detect the balance of a good cocktail is that because if yeah. you can't do that, you're not gonna have any idea. Yeah, so if somebody comes in and I'm I'm just sitting on the wall, pissed drunk. I'm like, I'm developing my palate. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's all I gotta that's say. Your, that's your excuse. That's, I'm a professional. <laughs> you know? That's right. I'm, I'm a professional. Need another drink. I'm good. I'm good. Of course, I'm good at drink. Research and or development. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well, so uh, what's uh, so. This, this is kind of a random thing, but what's uh, one of, what's one of your favorites? What's uh, what if you were ordering a drink right now? Oh, I mean, I mean well, we're talking about a Manhattan. That's one of that's that's that's, one. That, that's I mean, that's probably it. With the exception of uh, you know, I I, I almost hesitate to get into, to get into this, but a, a Bloody Mary. Oh yeah. Bloody Mary is when it's when it's well made with that little bit of of I mean, and the funny thing is, is almost you take the sweet element out of that sour, and then you put. Yeah, tomato juice in there. You put something savory and spicy. Yeah. Absolutely, you know that's it's, um, that's that's also a drink that I think is interesting because I can either love a Bloody Mary and very easily hate one because uh, it's all oh, about balance. Well, I know what I was about to say. I mean, I, you, we could do an entire episode. Yeah. on, on a blood because there oh. there's so hundreds of different kinds of Bloody Marys. Like, it's just. It, it's its own category. Like Absolutely. I almost I mean, hesitate to talk about it with yeah, this everything. You got one with a T bone sticking out of it. You got you know. Oh, whatever. the whole chicken garnish <laughs> that you see, like it's stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's an interesting drink though. I agree, and that's that's uh, brings to me the importance of balance and, and of proper dilution and all that. Again, just uh, that's something that can either make or break a drink, and uh, Bloody Mary is a perfect example of that for me. Oh, and Michelada, the the beer version of, of essentially a Bloody Mary, and Michelada is. I've had some that I just am like, why would anyone ever drink this? And then I'll have yeah. another one, and I'm like, oh, no, that's awesome. That's refreshing. That's slightly spicy. It's just got the right amount of flavor. And yeah. so. I mean, and the, and the reason why Bloody Marys are a tough sell is like, it's the t- taste of tomato juice. If you don't like the taste of tomato juice, it's like, don't just... just oh, don't, yeah, that's you know? that's what it is, is the taste like, of like, And I grew up drinking V8. Like, I would chug <laughs> that stuff. So I realized you could put alcohol in it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. my mind was blown. Oh, sure, sure. Well, uh, absolutely. Oh, well, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, so one of the things I want to talk about is uh, you know kind of putting into play some of the concepts that we're talking about here. Is uh, I want I want to kind of demonstrate how you know an old fashioned really is just 
the specifications, right? So we're going to go back to the basic. Essentially, two ounces of, of liquor. Uh-huh. Half of an ounce of sweet because we're gonna look. It's it's a little more practical to talk about the the, the simple syrup as opposed to uh, the sugar cube for the time being. Sure. Um, and then you've got your couple of dashes of bitters or whatever you know. Two to three dashes, depending yeah, on whatever, what your taste is. Whatever you um, want to use. Um, and so I there's a cinnamon simple syrup that I make by um, as I'm making simple syrup, I let some cinnamon sticks it sit in there and, mm. and cook and, and, and get that cinnamon flavor and then add a little bit of powdered cinnamon at the end just to give it that good kick Yeah. Um, and what I have done as far as an old fashioned modification is I will take Applejack which is apple brandy it's yeah. you know, that same distillation process we were talking about earlier but from cider um, add a half an ounce of that cinnamon simple syrup and a couple of dashes of Angostura and it's like Christmas in a glass oh that's absolutely yeah so, that's fantastic Apple brandy is a uh, is a great addition. Any kind of brandy you can add with um, old fashions or Sazeracs, and it is going to add a nice twist. Uh, apple brandy is a lot of fun during this time of year too. Um, everybody go buy a bottle of Apple Jack. Uh, there's also a, a a few variations of it, and uh, you know um, that's that's a fan. I've had that cocktail you're talking about. It is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, and 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 so that the other thing I'll mention too is. Um, it's stirred. Uh, old fashions, you would stir any of these cocktails um, that we've been talking about today, with the exception of the sour. Um, and actually, this is a good place to go to, too. Is um, So, as a general rule, as far as bartending goes, sure. if you are combining only liquors and perhaps simple bitters or sugar, anything, yeah. anything without lemon juice, lime juice, um, generally, you stir it. Absolutely. But the other thing that happened with the addition of lime juice is we started shaking it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a whole... I could, I could talk about that for more time than we have at the moment, but uh, yeah. uh, anytime you add any citrus juice, uh, you want to shake for a variety of reasons. Um, it adds a more lively texture to the... It aerates the drink. It puts uh, small little bubbles in there that are just going to make it taste more lively and light. And also, the citrus... Uh, for getting a bit scientific, citrus fruits actually have something called terpenes. And I don't know everything about terpenes, but I know enough that uh, they re- react to being shaken and diluted with the water. They actually... Uh, it opens up the flavors of the citrus. It changes it from just being tart and really concentrated to uh, letting you taste the subtleties of the flavor and also... Uh, uh, gives it a, just makes it taste a bit more sweet as opposed to that just super tart kind of puckery uh, yeah. kind of flavor. Which and when, which you know going back to the stirring thing is in that you want to do the exact because uh, you're because you want to force that air into it when you're shaking the lemon sure. juice. Sure, and it's but the opposite. Mm. It's the opposite because you want that drink to be as smooth and as air free as possible. Certainly. because it doesn't have it doesn't it, there's no it gains no benefit from that air. Certainly. So that it, it yeah, just, you want to keep the viscosity of the liquor in that case. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you want to make sure everything uh, feels. As close to it does out of the bottle, but just that little bit lighter. Um, absolutely, and you know it's funny because Manhattan, or I'm sorry, uh, martinis are commonly shaken these days. They're rarely uh, stirred at all, and uh, that's a thing that is just simply soul. probably because of James Bond. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's actually something that would be stirred by all rights. You by, know? By, by all rights. The only, it's, it, and the only reason is is because in, in, People in just think of whichever it as, James Bond movie was an absolute <laughs> paid to have their bottle in yeah. the movie and that is when the, the, the Vesper Martini that was stirred and it, that's when it became that shake you know, and not just, stir. Yeah, just nothing but vodka shake it. You, so you want sir you want chilled vodka in a glass yes I'm James Bond. Okay. Uh, that's exa- that's a, that, and, and thus the, the shake and martini was yeah, and you know it's great for the Swan. summertime because you can get that that nice aeration again. Um, 
But uh, if I'm ordering a martini, I'm probably going to get it stirred just because I yeah. want to, you know, feature. If I like a liquor that much, I want to feature it that strongly. I'm going to yeah. just get it as well, undiluted as I can. You know, the, the other thing, the, the next thing we need to talk about in that case is the classic martini. Okay. Yeah, we so. can finish with that. Uh, yeah. uh, classic martini, you know, it's just a little dry vermouth and some, some vodka. and. Uh, well, because it's, it's a Manhattan with gin and dry vermouth as opposed to the whiskey and sweet sure. vermouth, right? Yeah, no bitters, but absolutely. It's just... Yeah, uh, it's, a, it, it's, it's that's the most similar thing, I would say. Absolutely, it's, yeah. You know, it's just a spirit and some dry vermouth to kind of uh, add a little complexity to it, because vodka is not the most interesting liquor in the world. It's, yeah. It's uh, kind of... The, the more prized vodkas are prized for their lack of flavor. Exactly. Uh, for their maybe slight sweetness and just how smooth they are. And... Um, you know, well, it's like drinking alcoholic water. I mean, uh, it's really, and that's what it's designed to be. Yeah, exactly, it, it's, 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 it's designed. Suppo- yeah, it's supposed to be that neutral spirit. Neutral, that's, that's, that's absolutely. You know, so um, purpose of vodka. And then you have your your fortified wine. It's a, a fortified white wine, the sweet or uh, the dry vermouth that um, just adds that little bit of layer of complexity. And people like them differently. Um, you know, some people will put three quarters of an ounce. Some people just want to rinse. Yeah. Uh, a martini is one of the most personalized drinks in the world. Oh, and that's uh, oh, and that's what's great about it is you can you can change that you. you even do you know one half equal parts i mean the the, the martini it has also had a hundred variations oh, of what, what the what the specifications are to put into there them. are bars that had served nothing but martinis you oh know? yeah <laughs> ab- absolutely i mean you know so the thing is we've kind of gotten to the point where it's it's pretty much a general it's you know one and a half to two ounces and anywhere from a quarter of an ounce of, of dry vermouth to three quarters of an ounce of dry vermouth. i would say even less than that i would say anywhere from a drop or a bar spoon yeah. to uh to yeah three quarters of an ounce yeah. to equal parts very little i mean yeah but i mean, I mean but that, that's the thing it's just like you can't really go wrong as far as like the specifications go because they they all have their merits they all right? do they all do and um it's all personal taste, but yeah, yeah, it's it's funny with a little fortified wine and a base spirit, you know, uh, and just very little of else will do for you. You don't have to get 15 different ingredients into a cocktail to make it great, but um, you know, uh, you can start at the bottom and and work your way up. So uh, yeah, last last week I think it's about that time, man. So uh, last week we dropped the old-fashioned recipe on you. We kind of reiterated that today. I say today you want to. Uh, Give them a Sazerac recipe, like oh, absolutely, dude. All right. Well. So the 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 basic Sazerac recipe is going to be two ounces of rye whiskey, half of an ounce of simple syrup, um, three or four dashes of Peychaud's bitters, but depending on who you're talking about, um, and you put that in a separate glass from your rocks glass and you stir it, and then in the rocks glass you would. Um, I, I again, we were talking about chilling the glass. I think it's sure. a great thing to definitely chill the glass, and then you would do what is an what is called an absinthe rinse. You would either put a bar spoon, or you can just kind of pour it for a second, depending on what you're doing. Because because the goal here is to coat the glass without wasting sure. the absinthe. So so you. Oh, if should, I'm making it at home, I'm gonna drink that absinthe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you know what I mean. So, so, but the goal of a good rinse is you should have just enough in there that when you swirl it around and go to dump the rest of it out, nothing comes out of that glass. And when you so when you put it down, so then you stir stir the other ingredients, uh, pour it in there, and then you garnish it with a flamed lemon peel. Is Absolutely. my preferred garnish. Absolutely. Um, and talking about the flamed lemon peel, is this is I, I don't want to talk too much about this, but when you are squeezing a peel over a drink, you are squeezing the essential oils off the skin into the drink, and there's so much you can usually see it in a layer on the top. Oh yeah, of the you drink. can usually see it spray and right so in there. So when you flame an orange peel, you are not light or, or lemon peel. Um, or an orange peel, because you can flame both of them. You are not lighting the peel itself on fire. You are launching that oil 
through the flame and onto the glass so it gets charred and smoked in just that little bit of that hint of smoke flavor as it hits the glass. It's Absolutely. That's a great presentation. And, uh, and, uh, and it just, it just cool. Sazerac, it's really cool. And then the, the best part to me is the Sazerac is probably the most amazing smelling cocktail I've ever smelled. Oh, it's it, it it's just, glorious. You just hold the rocks glass up to your nose and you have the, the, the smells of those lemon oils and then the Peixos bitters with that little bit of hibiscus and then the rye whiskey and then you just the addition of that uh, licorice it's just so many really bright flavors all put together and it's uh it's something just uh compelling even i would say oh man absolutely uh, yeah you guys have fun uh so, thanks for joining us this week all Go right home. once again i am fane Lim. this was handcrafted and john ruiz and a pleasure to be back with you yeah yeah whoa, whoa.